Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. show right now there's no escaping the wind there's like a windstorm going on so don't worry i'll make sure to fix that when i edit the show but we were talking week seven what happened in week seven most of what i said i think i was wrong on what three games out of the 14 15 games they played was wrong on three come on people there's no one like me there's no one like me you're on Preston super show you came here for the picks you were dragging your feet today. You didn't know. Is Preston going to do a show? Is he going to do it? Yes. So what happened last week? Well, I told you Eagles would win. I told you that. And it was a good game, right? 22-21. Eagles went over the Giants. Carson Wentz found a way to get it done. Good job, Carson Wentz. I still don't like this Eagles team. I don't like this Giants team. But this Giants team has shown me a lot of fire these last two weeks. So that's something to look out for. You're really your two best players in this game. Your your two best guys. The the guys you really kind of want to remember uh, from this specific game. Remember? Passing the ball. Daniel Jones is still in there. People were asking for him to be benched, yada, yada, yada. He's still in there. And Golden Tate only had one catch, but he had a touchdown. They need to keep getting him involved. Ingram need to keep getting him involved. Uh, Shepard keep getting him involved. Uh, Shepard had a touchdown. But the one guy to remember from this game is Daniel Jones. Now, flip over to the Eagles side. The one person to remember for this game moving forward you're going to want to remember uh, Carson Wentz because it's really up to him how this team performs. You can make a case for some other guys, but really, you know who the leader of this team is. You're going to be watching Carson Wentz based on what he does is how this team does. Atlanta Falcons, Detroit Lions, what I tell you. What I tell you here. Told you the Lions would do it. I told you the Lions would get this. Go back and listen to the show. I told you the Lions would beat the Falcons. Another close game. This game, 23-22, Lions beat the Falcons. I'm telling you. Listen up when I'm talking to you. The Lions' uh, defense is holding up well. Matt Stafford, Matt Patricia, everything seems to be coming together a little bit here. 
keep watching Matt Stafford. Keep watching that Lions passing defense. Uh, watch that coverage. Uh, the Lions are starting to put some things together, and it's looking a little bit better in Detroit. Atlanta, they play tonight. We'll get to them. We'll get to that game soon. But uh, as far as Atlanta goes, a lot of weapons. Just a lot of weapons. I mean, they have, they're one of the teams that's just loaded with weapons like a lot of these other teams in the NFL. So I, I, I'm really, really sad that Atlanta couldn't pull it off, but I'm really happy they made it a good game. And I'm happy I was right that the Detroit Lions beat the Atlanta Falcons, but which is really not good for the Falcons. Cleveland beat Cincinnati. I seen that coming. The whole Joe Burrow deal, uh, not looking so promising. It doesn't look like it's going to bear a lot of fruit this year. Uh, but again, we talked about that before on the last show. You know, Joe Burrow really needs time. He need, he's going to need a year. And then we'll have to see what happens in the sophomore season. But if the Bengals were looking for instant results, well, you needed to go out and get them more playmakers. Cleveland, they just continue to roll. They win this game. 37-34, big win for the Cleveland Browns franchise. Baker Mayfield under under center doesn't look good. They're they're going to be in a lot of trouble if they continue to do that. Uh, so they have to make the adjustment. They have to. And if they want to fight for a playoff spot, they're going to have to make that adjustment. But one more thing on Joe, Joe Burrow. Um, Joe Burrow, I mean, I have to be honest. Uh, they came out with the statistics that Justin Herbert, quarterback for the Chargers, is having a better season than Joe Burrow. And what's sad about that is even Justin Herbert started later, right? He wasn't the initial starter. That's Tyrod Taylor. So, very weird, very bizarre, but that's how the NFL is. It's a very bizarre and weird league. Uh, Carolina. They dropped a game to the Saints here. I told you that. Seen that coming. Drew Brees doesn't like to lose uh, division games. He really, really doesn't like to lose division games. As long as he's a quarterback, I will be taking the Saints against their division rivals. Um, Tampa Bay is interesting against the Saints when that come, when that matchup happens. But really, I still like the Saints. I just think they have the the firepower. And I think their defense is good enough to hold up um, going down the stretch of the season. Carolina, it's just, you know, Teddy Bridgewater looks great. Um, Mike Davis, very, very lackluster day. Seven carries for 12 yards. Um more Samuel Anderson, even getting Davis involved in the passing game, still not enough to beat the Saints. And Carolina's going to play uh, Atlanta tonight in another NFC South game that's going to be highly competitive. It's going to be actually a really good game tonight. Also, college games going on too, right? Colorado State, Fresno State. There's some uh, there's some action tonight, so that's that's really nice. Remember Teddy Bridgewater throughout the season. Watch how he progresses. He's getting better week by week. Short week, though. This is a quick turnaround for uh, Bridgewater and the and the crew. As far as the Saints go, you know who their guys. It's it's Drew Brees. It's Alvin Kamara. 
He didn't even need a touchdown. He didn't even need a touchdown for the Saints to beat this Carolina Panthers team. He didn't even have to score. They also have Murray that can run the ball uh, efficiently. I've seen him run against really good uh, rushing defenses. And the Saints team is a legitimate contender. Buffalo beat the Jets. That's no surprise, right? I, I told you that. Buffalo is going to beat the Jets. No doubt. 18 to 10. Not a pretty game. Not a fun game. Very, very low scoring affair here. Allen's the guy, man. Allen is the guy. Threw for over 300 yards. He, he wasn't losing this game. Cole Beasley really stepped up. What I say, he, if he steps up, this team will continue to get better. It's, it's about guys stepping up. We're coming into week eight. I mean, it's about guys stepping up now. Sam Darnold, I mean, he didn't throw a touchdown through two picks. He didn't look good. It didn't look right. He just never looked right. It, it never started to mold out there for him. Frank Gore, Michael P. Ryan, I mean, running the ball. I'm sorry that rushing attack isn't going to win football games. Not in today's league. Not going to happen. Dallas versus Washington. Um, this is where I was wrong on this one. This is one of the first games I ran into a problem, and that was because Dallas was so bad. I mean, these, what is going on here? Is it Mike McCarthy? Is it the fact that Dak Prescott is out? Is it the fact that Ezekiel Elliott doesn't care? Is it the fact that your wide receivers don't care? I don't I don't know. I think it's a mixture of all of that, to be honest. But to be frank, I mean, that hit that Andy Dalton took, man, that was nasty. What a brutal, gruesome lick he took. Um, and Washington just rolled. Dallas didn't even get fired up after that. I mean, they just tucked it. They just tucked themselves in a bed. So Washington rolls there. I don't like either one of these teams. I think the NFC East is the worst division in the NFL this year. And they're showing you. So I don't know what Dallas does from here. Maybe they need Colin Capper, Nick. I don't know. I don't know what they do from here. I don't know what the Cowboys do from here. I'm glad I'm not a part of that franchise. I'll tell you that. That is just piss poor. Sad performance. Uh, Kyle Allen. Starting to get his feet under him a little bit. That's something to pay attention to. I think the Washington defense listens to the show because they, they played a good game. They know how I've been ripping on them, but I'm, I'm hard on even the teams I like, you know, the players I like. I'm hard on everybody because I'm a neutral uh, host, right? I'm a neutral host. So I give everybody criticism where criticism, uh, warranted. Okay. Pay attention when I'm talking to you. Pittsburgh. Versus the Tennessee Titans. Uh, look, the Steelers, this is not the steel curtain of old, okay? But this T.J. Watt-led Steelers defense, it holds up. And they do a lot of damage early. So by the time Tennessee started to work their way back in this game, they were just out of steam. And uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers hold off the Tennessee Titans here. Late rally by the Titans, but the Steelers hold off 27-24. I told you. I, I said no. I like this Titans team. I really like Derrick Henry. Best running back in the game. Uh, best running back, no doubt. He's the best running back in the NFL right now. 
and he has been since last year. And I'm telling you, this guy's a monster. But they are just not playing at the level the Steelers are playing, and that's why they lost. That's exactly why they lost. They're not playing at that level. The Steelers are playing on a very high level. Ben Roethlisberger having the season of his life. The season of his life. That won't get any coverage, but though they love to tell you about Des Bryant and all these other guys that haven't played in three years. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in sports media. I don't know. I have no idea. It's really weird that uh, guys that are doing well and performing at such a high level just get tossed aside or maybe they get talked on. Someone talks about them on a little fantasy podcast somewhere. I don't know, but they're not getting the, the attention they deserve. Aaron Rodgers isn't getting the respect he deserves. Ben Roethlisberger is not getting the respect he deserves. They give Tom Brady respect, but that's always been the case. That's not new. That's not newsworthy. Maybe it's a little newsworthy, but it's not much. Not by much. Nothing that couldn't wait a little bit. So we can get a little more information out here, right? So Chase Claypool didn't even have a good game. Here's Chase Claypool, who's like having a rookie of the year season. Like this dude's phenomenal. He didn't he'd do anything. And then James Conner ran the ball well. I told you he's a tough, tough runner. He's like a Franco Harris. He's like reminds me of Franco Harris. Some people say they remind him of the bus. Not really. More of Franco Harris. Juju Smith Schuster. Everybody likes this guy. This is like the most likable guy in the NFL. And he had a good game. Then you flip it over to the tights and you're like, A.J. Brown, this dude's for real, man. Six catches, 153 yards and a touchdown. I've been waiting to talk about him. This dude is a beast. Derrick Henry, 20 carries, 75 yards and a touchdown. Could have had two. Could have had two. If they would, if he would have had two, they probably would have won. Where's the st- uh, Statista people out, uh, at out here that uh, can look that up? How many games have the Titans won when Derrick Henry scores two or more touchdowns? Look that up. Get back to me. Ryan Tannehill threw two touchdowns. Um, I mean, you talk about a guy who's mistake-free. He was just mistake-free. Roethlisberger throwing, he threw three picks, but he threw two touchdowns. I mean, he he had control. He had control of this game. And he was... You know, it's the dink, it's that dink and dunk offense a little bit that Ben Roethlisberger kind of falls into sometimes. And the play calling allows him to fall into this dink and dunk routine. But that bit doesn't work. And they're finding out that that bit doesn't. It's not going to work. I hope they're finding out because three interceptions was not, is not good, especially for guys having a breakout year. But they do win. All those turnovers and they still win. Tampa Bay. Put the beat down on the Raiders. What a sad, unpredictable team the Raiders are. This game should have been way better. And Tampa Bay just put the wood to this Raiders team. That Tampa Bay defense is playing good right now. They're locked in. You do not want to play a Tampa Bay defense right now. They are locked and loaded. As far as Vegas goes, I don't know. Do we do we all uh, believe Derek Carr? is this great, sensational quarterback. Let me know in the comments. But, I mean, come on. Really? Derek Carr? I don't know. I'm losing faith in this Raiders team, is what's happening. 
But Tampa Bay continues to show that they have options. They have weapons. They're getting Antonio Brown on a steal. On a freaking steal. But, you know, Fournette, they're letting Fournette run the ball. And, I mean, I just think that, and I wrote about this the other day, that Ronald Jones is just a blessing for Tom Brady to hand the ball off to because he picks up those tough yards. Gronkowski, he was, you know, this is what scares me about the Raiders' defense. If you let old Gronkowski, who to me is old because he hasn't played in a while and he's not that fast anymore, um, he still can carry a pile of defenders. But let's be real. He's not the same Gronkowski. He doesn't have the same wheels. And I talked about this in the article I wrote on FancyPreston.com. Tap menu, tap football, and it'd be the first link. It's just one of these things that I've been watching. You know, you know, you got Godwin, who's a good receiver. Miller, he had a big game. But I'm not expecting Miller to be like Tom Brady's main guy. Like, that's going to... I feel like that's going to fade out in my eyes. Like, I, Godwin, yes. Fournette involved in the passing game, without a doubt, that makes sense. Cameron Bray, he's just going to show up when he wants to. I don't know what he's doing. He just shows up when he wants to. That's all I get from this team. And Mike Evans, last year we are talking about one of the best receivers. This year, what are we talking about? You know? So I don't know about this Tampa Bay team. The, the defense makes me like Tampa Bay. But Tom Brady and his offense, I just feel like I'm just waiting for the pen to drop here. Like, I really get that feeling. Like, Antonio Brown coming in, that's going to help. That's going to be interesting to watch. They got some weapons. It'll be interesting. They got firepower. I like the, how this Tampa Bay team's set up. It. The more I watch Tampa Bay, the more it makes sense. Kansas City Chiefs versus the Denver Broncos. I mean, who didn't see this coming? I mean, this was going to be Patrick Mahomes' field day against a Broncos defense that just that has no stamina. They have no stamina. And uh, the other thing I see with this Broncos defense is that if they get down early, they just pack it in, man. Like, that's it. But Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he was doing so good, they pulled him. They literally, like, they let this handy guy come in. And he had two plays. But Mahomes, uh, 15 for 23, a touchdown, 200 yards. It doesn't seem like a lot, but the game itself was different. And the, and the pace of the game was fast. And then running the ball, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire picking up those first downs, picking up those chunk, you know, chunk games and end up getting the touchdown. Um, Hardman, Hill, Kaiser, Kelsey, Robinson. I mean, they got, the Chiefs have guys to throw to. Like, they have plenty of talent at wide receiver. But I just I just find it weird, like they don't utilize all that talent as much as they should. But they didn't need to, did they? Like it seems like the offense was like didn't not really doing much, but they just kept getting points. But it but to be fair, Patrick Mahomes looked really good. I mean, he was sharp, and he did plenty to put this game out of reach. Uh, Melvin Gordon, when he plays the Broncos have a little more creativity at offense. But this is again Drew Locke not having a good day. He's 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 like every other week quarterback. Like this week coming up he'll, he'll probably have a good game. But this game he he wasn't good because the week before he had a good game. 
So 24 for 40, 254 yards and two picks, not even one touchdown. And Melvin Gordon bailed you out. And he, uh, Drew Locke running for his life ran in a uh, touchdown. So, I mean, that's just the Broncos and what they have going on. They don't have, they're, you know, Jerry Judy, yeah. We all like Jerry Judy. I haven't heard one complaint about Jerry Judy. He's a rookie. He's a rookie wide receiver learning the game, learning how the NFL is, these different coverages and how these defenses play you. And uh, no one's mad at Jerry Judy for two catches and 20 yards. But Noah Font, Tim Patrick, you know, you guys are like a week ago, you guys are looking amazing, and then all of a sudden just flop, flat. So I don't know. But the Denver Broncos are like a flat pop that's just lost its fizz. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are just like the gift that keeps on giving. Like, Chiefs fans are just so happy. They're in so much awe in the, of this team. You know, and I and I wasn't going to take the Broncos. The Chiefs are not a trap team by any means. But one team that I thought was a trap team last week was the 49ers. So I took the Patriots and the 49ers must have listened to the show because they came out to play, put up 33 points on the New England Patriots. New England Patriots a little uh, duker, six points, and Cam Newton went to the bench. Um, I just, I don't understand that thing going on with New England. Um, and then you had Cam Newton throw three picks. Stidham came in. He threw a pick. Your quarterback situation is in dire straits. Like, I like Cam Newton. You should have just let him ride it out. Like, if it was me, I would just let him ride it out. Whatever. I mean, I'm not going to put Stidham in here so he can throw a pick. He didn't do anything better. He literally did nothing better. Your Your secondary option is worse than your first option. But somehow I just like the Patriots defense to rebound. And have looked better this this week coming up. We'll get into that. But the 49ers were just too much. And the Patriots didn't have a good game plan for the uh, 49ers. And that's the fact. That's the fact of the matter. And Jimmy Garoppolo threw two picks in this game. Didn't throw a touchdown. So what? you can't put it all on the Patriots defense. Like at some point the offense has got to get it going. And they didn't do that. And I, you know, maybe it's time to step away from social media. And focus on the game a little bit more. You know, you can come back to social media, but let's let's take a little time off maybe and let's focus on the playbook and the play calling. Well, I don't know what's going on there. But San Francisco definitely showing out. Uh Brandon Ayuk, six catches, 115 yards, longest to thirty five. I mean he was on it. Kittle, you know he's gonna get involved. Five catches, fifty five yards, had a good one for fifteen, good gainer. Uh, Debo Samuel, we all like him. Five catches, 65 yards, 23 is the longest. Really, really talented 49ers team. What I don't like about the 49ers team is, uh, the running game is unpredictable to me. Like this week, they were good running the ball. But that's just because the defense was tired and out there though, most of the game. The Cam Newton wasn't doing, he wasn't doing diddle. And, uh, it was just so easy. 17 carries, 112 yards, three touchdowns for Wilson Jr. I mean, if you're just going to leave your defense out there all game, what do you think is going to happen? You're either going to get sliced up through the air or you're going to get grounded pound. So that was the third game and the final game I was wrong on. Every other game I was right on. Then we go to the Chargers in Jacksonville. Boom, right again. Chargers beat Jacksonville. No problem. Justin Herbert, no problem. That's the guy to watch for. 
with Jacksonville, that Minshew Mania thing, that thing is whoop, whoosh. That's a wash. I would not be getting behind that at all. You cannot convince me that that is something to get behind any longer. I want no parts of that Minshew Mania nonsense. I really don't. I really want no part of it. But the Chargers look good. They're, this is an impressive Chargers team. Really good defense. James Robinson for the Jaguars feels like a week-to-week guy, too. Like maybe an every-other-week guy. Like last week he wasn't good. This week he was good. But Herbert, he's doing it all for this Chargers team. Threw the ball 43 times, completed 27 passes, 347 yards, three touchdowns. He showed out. He showed out. Keenan Allen's awesome. I like some Keenan Allen. Ten catches, 125 yards. If you had him in fantasy, you you were that was a great play. And they have other weapons to throw to. Parham. I mean, he had a catch. Parham, you remember Parham from XFL? Right, I remember that guy from XFL. Donald Parham Jr. from XFL had a touchdown on the Chargers team. That's freaking sick. Green. I think that's Virgil Green. One catch, 26 yards, and a touchdown. So, I mean, they're just throwing all these different guys. Uh, Jared Guyton, two catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown. Long of 70, 70 yard catch. So, Herbert's showing that uh, he's throwing the deep ball out there. And he's going to continue to do that. Then I felt like Seattle was the trap team. And I was right about that. They were the trap team. They were the trap because the problem with Seattle is if they get into a shootout, they will, I, I feel like they'll, they'll, they lose. If it's a game that turns into a shootout, I feel like Seattle can't hang. Now, I feel like it's, st- they'll still be close, but I feel like, like this game, you watch the shootout, all of a sudden, now, Kyler Murray's figuring out that the Seattle defense secondary has some weaknesses. And he started to exploit that. Kyler Murray, amazing day. This is his best game by far. Threw the ball 48 times, completed 34 passes, 360 yards over the air, three touchdowns, one pick, 104.5 QB rating. Amazing day. He ran the ball 14 times for 67 yards and a rushing touchdown. This is his best game by far. Hopkins was heavily involved. Ten catches, 103 yards and a touchdown. Larry Fitzgerald was heavily involved. Eight catches, 62 yards. Big chunk gains all through this game. Uh, their kicker missed one, but it hit a long of, uh, 49. So that was also positive, uh, to finish this out. And you got to give Arizona credit. This bird gang is for real. And Seattle gets their first loss, which I knew was coming. That's how it's going to be very humbling for Seattle. But now you really get to see how Seattle comes out in the next, in their next game. Did they start to slide? Or do they continue to get back on track and, and you know, stay on, on track? So that'll be interesting to watch for Seattle. Um, also with the Chris Carson situation, you know, is he going to be able to be healthy? You know, because um, Carlos Hyde running the ball, not thinking that's going to work out very well. The problem 
um, you're seeing Arizona with is you got Chase Edmonds running the ball and Kenyon Drake, and they're not doing much with it. So both, like the NFC West, every team in the NFC West is is uh, lacking a little bit of running. They're lacking a number one guy to go to. It's like a mixture. It's like a mixed basket you know what i mean it's not just one guy you know who that dude is you know who their stud is that's not how the nfc west is every team in that nfc west they have they're lacking something in running the football the 49ers showed you this week okay they're fine this week let's see about next week let's see about the week after that because i'm looking at the nfc west and i'm saying that's their shortcoming the nfc west shortcomings is running the football we get to the last game, uh, the Monday night game, which was a dud. The Rams uh, beat on the Bears. I think we all can agree Nick Foles is not a permanent solution for the Bears. I think we can agree that the Rams also, like I said, with the NFC West, uh, they have trouble running the ball. Um. And you're seeing here that the Rams are a very physical team up front on offense. They were able to hold off Khalil Mack and the Bears defense, which is the best defense in the NFL. They were able to hold them off for the course of this game and pull out a a convincing win, 24-10 to win over the Bears. And everybody's saying, put some respect on the Bears. And I'm saying, look, you really don't know what you're talking about. They're fraudulent at wide receiver. They have Robinson. That's their only good wide receiver. Mooney's starting to look okay. But Anthony Miller, is complete. that's completely fraudulent. He's not doing good. Uh, Jimmy Graham, I'm not sold. You know, I've, I've watched him his whole career. Yeah, when you were with uh, uh, Seattle, that was uh, definitely, you know, uh, definitely a, a there was a peak there but since then you know even with green bay he was the guy you just couldn't count you couldn't count on him and i, I look at the same way with the bears you can't count on jimmy graham you're not going to count on that guy not at this point in his career it's not a knock on him it's just the facts it's just literally the facts you're not going to count on him and they didn't count on him in this game if you're looking for proof so what it comes down to for the bears is they have issue uh running the football, big issue running the football. They're, like I said, they have a power back that's really an undersized power back. So I don't understand that. You can blame that on the management. But also, I don't know, people bought into that being something. I don't understand it. But the Rams, are, I like their receiving core. Higby, Cooper Cup. I mean, they got just different types of weapons they can hit you with. And it seems like when they're all on the same page, there's just a lot of damage getting done. Robert Woods, Brown stepping up, Henderson Jr. uh, getting involved. Um, You know, Brown ran the ball well. Henderson Jr., he did his part. They're using this weird two-back system. You know, then Everett was getting involved, passing the ball. Reynolds, Munt. Uh, guys were just getting involved, and that's what you need if you're the Rams. You just need guys to catch the ball when Jared Goff throws it to him because he's putting the ball on the money. A lot of times they're they're suffering with a lot of teams in the NFL for some reason. Professional athlete have 
these nerves and going through them and they can't catch the football. Oh, oh almost. Oh, oh, no. And it's third down or it's second down and you're about to get a, a easy first down, keep the clock running. And it's, these guys just can't do it. There's just so many guys that can't do it. I don't, I've never seen it this, this bad as far as catching the football. That is something to look out for as he drops. So many drops. I mean, just catch the damn ball. That's all we're at. Just catch the ball. It's different if it's over your head, if it's out of your reach. Oh, whatever. But man, some guys catch the ball and they get ripped out of their hands. What are we doing? This is a freaking, uh, you know, just because you caught the ball, now you're running. You're running with the ball doesn't mean now you get to hand it off to somebody. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So that's also something to look out for. But I just think that the Bears going from here, like they just really need to figure out how they're going to be approaching the games from here. Because you see the Rams, two-back system, good defense. They're going to get after the quarterback. But then the Bears' defense is left out there, and then they, they're going to break. After so long, you, the, guy, the guy's legs are just they're done. And then when they finally got the ball and they were starting to get a little bit of rhythm on offense, it was just too little too late. And then in the first half when they had a couple big plays, Nick Foles had it, and then just did nothing with it, ended up in a field goal. Very sad. Very sad. Very disappointing. Not good. So this week, week eight, I'm going to give you my, uh, you know, my rundown here. I'm going to give you who I think is going to win. Uh, by weeks, this week in week eight of the NFL is Arizona Cardinals have the week off. Houston Texans have the week off. Jacksonville Jaguars have the week off. And Washington Redskins have the week off. This is the one of the best bye weeks. Besides Arizona, I've been enjoying them. But those other teams, man, those are the perfect teams to have a week off. I'm not interested in watching any of those teams, really. Green Bay Packers versus the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. And you know I'm going to go with the Packers in that one. Five and one Packers over the one and five Minnesota Vikings who are reeling. They're struggling to get anything going. Bang, you know, banged up defense. Offense looks weird. They can't um, do much against this Packers team. You know, Packers are minus seven on the line, uh, the favorites here. They're they're gonna they're gonna cover that. Rogers is gonna have a good game here. Uh, Atlanta versus Carolina is a game tonight. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. Everybody knows it's a good day when you get to Thursday in the week. You're like, oh, I just got one more day to fucking grind. Just one more day. Oh, I just need to come into work one more day. That's it. That's it. And then I'm two days off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Atlanta tonight is going to lose. And they're probably going to lose by like three points. Probably lose by three. It's going to be close. Because I think what's going to happen is both these defenses are going to be tired. The offenses are early on going to get a good start. And I think that's both these offenses. Um, because of the style of the Panthers and the style of the Falcons offense, it suits them well coming off short rest, four-day rest for uh, these teams. So I'm liking a high-scoring game. I'm definitely liking a high-scoring game. Um, I think 
Carolina wins, but it's like by field goal. I think Julio Jones probably catches a touchdown. Todd Gurley's going to run a touchdown. And, and I feel like Russell Gage is going to get a touchdown tonight. I feel like he's catching a touchdown tonight. Or one of those weird swooping plays out of the backfield where the quarterback just pitches the ball to the wide receiver and he runs. Like, I can see that happening tonight. I like the, It's like plus 390 on FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm on that. I'm taking that. Plus 390. Russell Gage is going to get a touchdown tonight. Yes. Yes. Also, uh, Tiger early on there to get touchdowns like minus 135. So that's also a beauty. But I, I just, I think Atlanta score, can score on Carolina. And I think that Carolina can score on Atlanta. And I just don't see the defenses stopping any of that tonight. Especially when I, when I went through the matchups and looked, I, I just don't see it. I, I see Carolina winning, but I don't see them winning by much. The line's minus one. You don't want to go against that too much. Carolina minus one has sounded really good. But I'm definitely taking Carolina in that game. I want Carolina to come out on top in that one. Now, New England versus Buffalo, Sunday, 12 o'clock start. Buffalo minus three and a half favorite. They're going to cover that. They're the better team. New England's defense will be good. They're going to make plays, but they're not going to do enough on offense. The offense is sputtering. And uh, Buffalo is on, all on the same page, all together, 5-2. and two. Very, very good team, very solid team. The over, under, even at 41. I think it is a low-scoring game. I think it goes over 41, but I think it's low-scoring. I think it's like 23 to like, I don't know, 20. You know, I, I, I do think it's that's what we're looking at here. And maybe less than that, but ne- I don't know. I feel like it's just 41 is really low, man. I, I feel like it's going to break 41. But I do, I, I like 23-20. Maybe 23-19. Maybe that's where we're at. Tennessee uh, versus Cincinnati. Tennessee's going to roll. Cincinnati, I mean, this this is a game that Cincinnati really doesn't want to play. Cincinnati's coming on the road after a loss. They're pissed off. They're fired up. Derrick Henry's ready to just rip somebody's freaking uh, mouthpiece out and freaking uh, toss it out of bounds. Like, he's not playing around. He's going to be stiff-arming guys to the ground, hitting the Heisman on guys. Tannehill, he's just going to keep throwing dimes. Oh, yeah. Cincinnati's, Cincinnati's defense can't stop anybody. They just lost Carlos Dunlap. This is This franchise is... Start. They're going to start piecing this franchise like piecemeal. They're going to start getting rid of a lot of their players. Uh, Tennessee's going to roll. Minus five and a half. They easily cover that. They're going to win by like 14 by 20. I mean, Tennessee's going to womp the Cincinnati Bengals team. We move into the uh, Raiders versus the Cleveland Browns. And the five and two Cleveland Browns just are just lucking out. They're going to win this game. Raiders still, you know, they're one of the teams that got bit by the COVID bug, and they're, they're suffering from that. They're 3-3 now after they had a promising start. It's not going to matter. Uh, Vegas is on the road, but they're not. They don't, they're, they're like a wounded team. They're like a wounded team trying to come back to the fort. And Cleveland's this team that's out, you know, on the hunt, and they're not playing around. Minus 2.5 on the spread. It will be close early, but then I think Cleveland pulls away and wins convincingly. And I think that Cleveland at home too, with the circumstances, um, 
coming up, right? The election will be two days after this. Cleveland's gonna gonna come out there. Uh, all these social justice thing, the social justice thing going on. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna play good. Indianapolis Colts, uh, Detroit Lions. I like this one. I'm really torn on. Ah, this one's tough, man. Because you got Detroit who's starting to look good, and then you got the Colts who just can devastate you at the end of a game in garbage time. I'm gonna go Lions. I'm gonna go with the the freaking crap Lions. The freaking crap Lions. I'm going with the Lions this week. They're going to beat the Colts. Colts don't have to travel far, Indianapolis to Detroit. Not very. You don't have to go too far. But they still got to travel. Uh, Phillip Rivers against the Lions defense. I think they're going to get at Phillip Rivers. I think I think he's going to be a little bit surprised at the resistance he gets from this Lions defense. T.Y. Hilton's not coming on strong yet. The running game is suspect for uh, the Colts, so I'm going to go with the Lions. They're looking good right now. Kansas City Chiefs versus the Jets. That's another 12 o'clock game. Uh, Jets don't have a win yet. They're 0-7. They're not going to get a win in Week 8. They're going to go 0-8. Kansas City Chiefs are going to roll. But I, minus 19 and a half, don't even mess with that. I think Kansas City's at home. I think Patrick Mahomes had a couple extra stakes. No, it's going to be a little little bit uh of something to see early on, and then the Chiefs are going to pull away. But it won't be enough time to get cover that minus 19 and a half. They're not going to do that. Chiefs roll there, though. Rams versus the Dolphins. I'm going with the Dolphins. I'm rolling with the Dolphins. A lot of controversy surrounding this team. They've had kind of a chance here to get mentally prepared. Now they're at home. The over-under set at 46. I do think it's a low-scoring game. But I think Miami comes out on top because I know who I can count on with their running game. I know their defense is a physical defense. And I know that Miami has a ton of receivers that can catch the ball. Not even so much yards after the catch, but they are not having the trouble that other teams are having dropping the ball. And I think the Rams have some trouble here traveling after a big win. Short um, you know, not a short week for the Rams, but traveling and just playing the Bears that were tough and beat up, you know, gave you a good, you know, couple bruises. I, I like Miami here. Miami's good at home coming off, uh, you know, a little bit of relaxation on the beach. So I like Miami here. Pittsburgh, Baltimore. This is a rivalry game for the ages. Why Sunday at noon? I don't know. This game should be Sunday night or Monday night. I don't understand it. But Pittsburgh is going to win, and they're going to win big. So take Pittsburgh uh, plus points. Take Pittsburgh money line. Pittsburgh has a really good plan here uh, on the defensive side of the ball, and they can hold off a team that's rallying late. The way to beat the Ravens is to keep Lamar Jackson off balance and to contain him. That's what the Steelers are going to do in game plan for this week. They will accomplish that mission this week. And the Steelers will move to 7-0. I'm telling you right now, that's what's happening. 
Um, Lamar Jackson is going to be contained this week, and the Steelers' defense is going to have a little bit because they let Tennessee get back in that game and fight back in that game. So they're going to come out here. Steelers' defense is going to come out here to prove a point. We've already seen Baltimore struggle when they can't run the football, um, and their receivers don't scare me uh, matched up against the Pittsburgh secondary. And then when you flip it around, Pittsburgh's got all these different weapons. Baltimore's defense is not that good. We've seen them in a lot of games crumble. Um, and then Lamar Jackson have to bail them out. So I like Pittsburgh Steelers to roll here. Take a, take a plus point on them. That's fine. Cause this, the, for some reason, the Ravens are the favorite on the line. Maybe because of home field advantage. I don't see how that's going to matter. Uh, especially with the low attendance or no attendance. I don't even know if they're having anybody at the game, but it's not going to be a lot if they do. Not enough to make a difference. Chargers versus Denver. Chargers are going to win this game. Denver's reeling. Um, Judy's going to have a better game. Locke's going to have a better game. They're going to get Tim Patrick involved. He's going to bust a big uh, yard after catch off for like a ton of yards and a touchdown. I'm telling you, they're going to do all these things. But the Chargers are just more of a complete team. That's the best way I can put it for you. And uh, the Chargers win that game, and they're going to go three and four. And the, and the Broncos are going to go to two and five after that. Saints for Chicago. Uh, look, Bears. They get the afternoon game against the Saints at home, but Drew Brees and the Saints. Too much firepower for a Bears defense that's going to be left on the field too long in this game. And the Saints win. They covered the spread. New Orleans is a favorite, minus four and a half. They're going to cover that. Saints win by seven, minimum of six. Um, and the Bears just don't have it on offense. That's the bottom line. They don't have it on offense. None of their weapons scare me besides Allen Robinson. Um, he can put the fear in defenses, but other than that, there's nobody else that's going to do that. Mooney's starting to get a little better. Mooney's not going to make that much of an impact here. Not in this game. San Francisco versus Seattle. So you got San Francisco playing Seattle, and I've been really against San Francisco in a lot of games, but not this time. I'm going San Francisco here. Jimmy Garoppolo looks great. Um, all their weapons are getting involved. Their running game worries me, but also Seattle's running game worries me more. Seattle's defense is more suspect than the 49ers' defense. And Seattle just coming off a loss. I don't think they're going to respond well to that loss against the Cardinals in the fashion they lost in overtime. And I think that the 49ers' defense can get the Russell Wilson. It's hard to go against Seattle when they're the favorite, minus three. Um, but they won't cover that. Take San Francisco plus points. They're they're going to win, but I mean, if you want to be safe, take them on, take the plus points on San Francisco, because they're going to get that one. Dallas versus Philadelphia. You got two really lowly teams, but the Cowboys are more at rock bottom. The Eagles are still trying to climb the ladder. They got like a hand on the ladder still. So the Eagles win this game minus nine and nine, minus nine. They don't cover that, but. Dallas has already showed you they're not playing well against their division. You know, there's some similarities between the Eagles and the Redskins. And I think Dallas doesn't have a good plan on the road. They're, they uh, more than likely, I don't think they're going to have Andy Dalton. Um, 
So the Eagles are going to get a chance. They're preparing for whoever the backup is. It's not going to be a problem. Um, there's no motivation in this Cowboys franchise right now. Eagles roll, not by minus nine, minus nine, though. I don't think that's going to cover, but um, the over under is set at 43. I do think it's a low scoring game. Then you got Monday night. So they give you a crapper, a real duker that I think they're going to change this. They still can, but I mean, it's, it's a duker. It's a duker. Dallas and Philadelphia Sunday night is really lame there. You're not going to get people to watch that. Giants Tampa Bay is also really lame. Tampa Bay five and two on the road against the Giants. Tampa Bay minus 12 and a half favorites. I mean, yeah, they're going to roll. Their defense is good. It's going to hold up against those Giants offense that's not good that can't win games they won one game they've lost six they're gonna lose seven they're losing to the bucks but the giants defense is formidable so they're going to get after tom brady minus 12 and a half i guess because i think tampa bay wins by about 13 i think 13 is the right number minus 12 and a half that would be good to jump on I would just rather see what I could get on this over under live, but I think Tampa Bay, honestly, I just think they're just going to cross the Giants team. But I do have hope that the Giants defense will be formidable against this opponent here. So, I mean, I don't know. I just think that Tampa Bay can cover that line, but I know they win. So, you got my picks. You got my picks. We talked about what happened in week seven. You know what's going to happen in week eight because I'm telling you now you get to go watch the games, which are going to be great. All these games are going to be fun, except probably that uh, Sunday night game, right? Like, what the heck is that? Who the heck came up with that crap? Philadelphia versus Dallas. What up? That's puke. But I digress. I mean, it is what it is. Hopefully, they can NFL can make a switch. Put that Steelers-Ravens game on uh, Sunday night. That would be worth, you know, a Sunday night view. That would get your ratings a little bit, uh, you know, nice, nicer than what they are right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the show. Make sure you subscribe. You know, the best donation is pressing that play button. But if you click listen or support, it give you some options on how you can support the show. And I just appreciate you listening. This is the bottom line. And. Stay safe. We got an election coming up. Everybody, get out and vote. Make your voice heard. This is your country. This is our country. And I hope you enjoyed Preston Super Show. Just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everyone.